listening to The Attitude Zone with your host, Dr. J. Hello, friends, and welcome back to The Attitude Zone. I am your host, Dr. J, and I am excited to be back with you. We, you know, since the last time we talked, we had a couple of things going on here in my home, in, in my home city, my home state. We had a freeze. We we were out of power. We were out of our hour. <laughs> we were out of water, out of power, and pretty much, you know, we were living in in prehistoric times. <laughs> it was just a couple of days. It wasn't as bad, you know, in in our area at least, and for us, it wasn't as bad as as some people experienced it. So I am grateful that. That my children were with me and we were able to navigate through this whole adventure together and it was it was quite incredible you know we, we had a good time in the midst of it but again you know i believe that everything has to do with your attitude you know how you receive things how things happen to you what happens to you and the such it's all part of you know what what you'll make of it, what you're going to become, what what you're going to accomplish. Remember, one of the things I always tell you is that your attitude is going to determine your altitude. So how good of an attitude you have is going to let us know how high you're going to reach. So anyways, well, today I am excited. <clears throat> today happens to be the first time I will ever have or I've had uh, a guest join me on our podcast, on my podcast. I've been doing the podcast now for, goodness, uh, about nine months, 10 months. And I've been doing it pretty much solo the whole time. But here over the last few weeks, I, I thought it'd be great to bring some of my, some of my friends and some of the people that I know from, you know, that I've spent a, a lifetime with and, and just get their perspective on attitude and a couple of other subjects and items. We grew up very poor. We grew up in the west side of San Antonio. San Antonio is it's a big place, close to two million people. Now, at the time when we were growing up, it was a little less than a million in the Metroplex area. We grew up in the West Side, and the West Side happens to be one of the most, what many people would call the inner city. When my parents came from Mexico and migrated and became resident aliens here in the United States, we came to San Antonio, and we went to the West Side, to the Alazan Apache Courts. And it was there that, that I made some lifelong friends. And among my lifelong friends, my guest today was my first, very first friend here in the United States. He has been a high school coach, a basketball high school coach, a college basketball coach. He has done quite a few things. He lived in San Antonio and then he left us. He went over to Phoenix and started I don't want to call it his second second act, but started a, a different career, but all of it with, with a coaching, I, I guess, undertone behind it. So please help me welcome my very first friend, my good friend, Mario Soto. Yeah. <laughs> Mario. Jose, Do Dr. Jose, Pastor Jose, what's going on, sir? How are you? <laughs> 
I'm well, sir. Man, thank you so much for joining me, and thank you so much for agreeing to be on my podcast. It is my pleasure to, to join you today. It's an honor, actually, to be your first guest. I didn't know you, I was your first guest. It's an honor. It's an, it's an honor to be kind of, you know, poked and prodded on, on, on my ideas, my thoughts. And, and, and uh, you know, I, I appreciate you thinking of me and inviting me. Of course. You know, I it, there was a few things, you know, over over the last few months as I've been doing the podcast, you know, my I started a new podcast with my son, with our church, getting ready yeah. to start another podcast with my wife for marriage and, and the such. But I've been doing this for myself by myself for you know nine, ten months now, and I, I really wanted to get some 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 of the guys on on the podcast. But the more I thought of it, the more I you know I came to a decision and the conclusion that man, you had to be the first one. You were my first friend ever. <laughs> And I just talked about that not too long ago about about you and, and, and friendship and lifelong friendships and and how you 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 mold those and how those those blossom and, and the things that, that can happen through lifelong friendships and here I am today. Yes. Man, I, I I do miss you here in San Antonio. You know, we uh <laughs> <laughs> you've been in Phoenix now how long? This July will be ten years. 10 years that I've been out here in, in Arizona. And we have some beautiful weather right now. It's about in the 60s and, you know, sunny skies. So it, it, it's been, Phoenix has been good to me. Phoenix has been really, I, I'm glad I made the decision to move out here 10 years ago. And and here I am. Well, well I remember the day we had a little going away luncheon for you. And, you know, it was so much uncertainty at, at the time. You know, obviously, with any new new step, any new chapter in our life, we really don't know what's ahead of us. So there was so much uncertainty, uh, but there was a lot of potential at the same time. Yeah. You know, so so how do you how do you how do you think that's played out? You know, think back ten years ago, we're having that luncheon. Uh, you're saying goodbye to your friends, not necessarily because you're never going to talk to us again, but because you're moving to a different place. And all of the emotions, all of the, I guess, uncertainty, you know, that was ahead of you. Yeah. How, how, looking back, what do you think of it? What do you make of it? You know, it, it, it's scary <clears throat> to venture out because you have a close-knit family. You know, not only your family family, your blood family, but your extended family of, you know, I, you know, you were my pastor, I went to your church, you know, all of our friends that, that you know, we, we still talk to and, you know, you, you leave this comfort zone, you leave this, and you go to something uncertain. And I just felt, you know, that it was, it was, it was a good move. I, I thought, you know, 10 years ago that that was going to be a good move. And it, it, it turned out to be an amazing move. And I've grown so much just from, from moving. And sometimes that fear that comes in, you know, you're scared and you don't move. You're kind of frozen and in place, and that's not good for for your personal growth. And not only personal growth, but all kinds of growth have happened here in Phoenix for me. And I've been blessed. And like I said, you might move, but it's not like I'm never going to, like, throughout the past 10 years, I haven't seen you guys and I haven't uh, talked to you guys sometimes almost too much sometimes. But you're. <laughs> You, you start to think of what if I would have stayed and what would have happened 
pros and cons if I would have stayed, you know? Right. And, and so you, but you take the, you take the chance, you take the leap of faith, as they say, and you, you move and, and you know, you, you get up and move. I moved here with nothing. Right. You know, I moved here in an old suburban and got two flats on the way here. Our, our, our good friend, uh, Pepe Lopez helped me move out here. He right. came and, you know, I moved in the middle of July and July's nice. If you've never been to Phoenix in the summer, it's not pleasant. It, it feels like this is where you would visit if uh, you want to taste a glimpse of, of uh, hell, so to say. It's, it's pretty hot. It, it's pretty hot during during these summer months. I think the hottest of it's ever been out here. Well, I've been here is about 122. So you, you know, you, you take the chance and you move and and it's been ups and downs, but, but mostly ups. It's been a good a good transition it's been a good change it was it was great for me and it's, it's still great good good well you know you know my podcast deals it's called the attitude zone because i, I like to tie everything everything pretty much into attitude and how we what type of attitude we receive things with what type of attitude we do things with now anytime you move anytime there's change there's there's always a reason behind it but you know not necessarily focus on the reason behind it, but whatever propelled you to make that change and to move into Phoenix sometimes will be challenged by negativity or things don't or are not working out as easy or as great as you would think. How did you handle those challenges? Because I'm sure you've had some. You know, you, you you try to surround yourself with people that I, I've I've preached this a lot, and I and I talk about this and in, in, in what I do. You know, you try to surround yourself with people that feed you, that mm -hmm. that that you can draw from instead of people that draw from you. And, and I have found that here that you know I don't I don't have any family blood family here, but I have a lot of family, mm -hmm. and you know negativity is going to come, but it's what you do. And how you react to that negativity. When you're prepared for it, negativity doesn't phase you. It, it may kind of put a chink in your armor, but you're still strong in how you go and how you, and what you've talked about, and your attitude. Your attitude has a lot to do with it because you can easily be swayed and say, you know what? Yeah, you're right. You're right. And, I, and, and immediately, almost immediately, think negative. But it, it, it's almost a, well, I would say a character flaw. To, and, and believe me, I, you know, man, not until, and I've had good times and bad times, but not until recently, probably the last two, three years, you know, have really, it's a mindset. It's mm -hmm. a mindset to understand that I can't dwell on things that, the negative things that affect me, I have to push on. I have to become uh, better than than these things, right? You know, and, and you know, you, you being a man of faith, you 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 pray, and sometimes you you don't, and you, you go through these up and down, and you might get upset with with the situation, you might get upset at God, you might do whatever <laughs> you have to, but it's, it's understanding that you know what what I've gone through isn't as bad, right. and, and I become resilient. Right, great, great word, resilient. You, you know, I, I think. Our humanity, we have to allow ourselves to continue to be human. You know, be, being human and this human experience that we are having, we are going to experience some high moments, some low moments. 
But I, I like what you mentioned about having people around you that encourage you, that feed into you, or they feed you. I, I've often said that we need a couple circles in our lives, and we can't violate those circles, the circles of relationships. But some of those circles are created so that you can feed people. In other words, they draw from you. Yeah. But if you're being drawn from or you're feeding others, there has to be a, a place where you replenish or where you refuel. So you need circles where you are the one that's drawing from somebody else. And I think that that, yeah. that balance is what helps us, what you, what you got. That's a huge part of, of growth. You know, I, right before this call, my, my phone charger, and I'm, in my, I'm sitting in my vehicle right now, mm. my, my phone charger in my car broke. You know, it's, it, it's not charging my phone. So you need that connection to feed, you know, I would, I would have lost this call. We probably wouldn't even be on this call right now if, if, if I didn't get the right input to right. give me energy. Exactly. And, and that's, and that's what you need. You need outlets that you connect to that give you. You need, you know, I, I, I talk a lot in, in what I do now and, and, you know, I talk about encouragement. You need people that encourage you instead of discourage you. Exactly. Yes. That, that's good, you know, because oftentimes it's a lot easier to poke at people and demean people and be negative with people. You know, it really takes a big person to to be able to carry somebody else. And, and by that, I mean, you know, to be able to encourage them, encourage them in their progress. And, you know, I, I've we've seen each other grow up over the years. We we didn't have money. As a matter of fact, I don't think we had vehicles throughout high school until I got my, my little, my vet. <laughs> Your vet? Yeah, yeah. I got the vet. Not core. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Not core vet. Yeah, the prefix doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, 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 it doesn't matter. No, no, I had a Chevet that, that, that I would carry everybody in there with us, you know, to go to different places. and But, you yeah, know, yeah. we made do with what we had. I think part of our attitude growing up was let's just enjoy life. Let's have a good time and let's help each other out in the process. And, and that's a big part of, 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 of understanding and, and growing up is that you, you have to, to make do with what you've got. You have, to, you have to worry about things that are in your control. You cannot worry. When I, when I coached uh, basketball, you know, coach, but he found me or coach the ref or coach this. Like, man, you know what? That's out of, that's out of our control. We mm -hmm. can't control the other team. We can't control what it's called. But you know what we can control? We can co control the way we play defense. We can control the, you know, if we shoot free throws better. Though, you know, if we run the offense, those are things that we control. So don't worry about things that are out of your control. And I think we understood that early on is that, you know, you, you mentioned a couple of times we were poor. You know, we we're poor, but technically we didn't even know we were poor. Right. <laughs> you know, we, 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 we went on and, and did things and, the things we shouldn't have done and, and had had these, these you know conversations and you know went out and, and you know scrounged up the money to put gas in your car and whoever had a car and right. you know you, you don't you don't know you're poor until it's, you're made aware that you're poor. right you know and, and that was you a know? shock to me you know I, yeah <laughs> yeah you, you know, know what? 
Yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, many people may not understand it, but it, it was a shock to me to find out that I was poor. You know, because I, I don't yeah. think I don't think we know it when you're in the midst of it. Uh, all you know to Correct. do is to survive. All you know to do is to continue to live. Which, which that's I, all we can do. Right. Which I think, yeah. you know, that brings us to to the topic that really I wanted to uh, spend a few moments with you so that you can speak on that. And, and that's uh, the topic of resilience. Here in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be uh, going live with my course on Dr. John Resilience. I'm going to be teaching people resiliency on how to become more resilient, how to reach your dreams, how to reach your goals. Because oftentimes we set, we set goals high or low, but then life happens and we put those on a back burner and we really don't do much with it after that. So yeah. it really requires a lot of resilience. When you find out negative things, you know, like us finding out we were poor, like what? Man, you're crazy. We're not poor. You know, and last year, I think, was a big year for all of us, not just in in the U.S., but around the world, you know, with this uh, worldwide pandemic that took place, a lot of people used something that they didn't know they had. I call that resilience. Uh, I believe that we were all, we are born with resilience. You know, when we are babies, we... When we're learning to walk, we fall and get up, fall and get up, fall and get up. We never let a fall keep us from the pursuit of walking and growing and the such. So we are all born with resilience. Throughout life, we learn to quit. So quitting is not something that we are born with. Resilience is something we're born with. Quitting is Quitting is something we learn. Being a champion is something we were born with. We always overcome from the very beginning, from the time of inception. We are a champion. We are over. You know, I was saying, uh, I read this in a book somewhere and it said, you have to understand that you're a champion. You know, from the millions of sperm that went out, there was one egg and the sperm that made you was the champion. One yeah. and only one of them did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and that's a that's a big that's a big factor. And we don't see that part. We don't see the millions of sperm. We don't see the you know those kinds of things. And, and you know, you mentioned babies falling down, and, and that's what resilience is. Is resilience is the, the ability to bounce back. You have a ball, coaching basketball. You have a ball, and you have a bag of rice, and you drop them both at the same time. Only one of them could bounce back. And that's the one that had resilience. That's the one that just said, oh, I'm going to stay here. The other one said, I'm going to stay here on the floor. And I'm made to stay on the floor. But mm-hmm. one of them said, I'm made to bounce back. Yes. And, and that's uh, it, what, resilience. I, I was reading a quote here and it says the state of resilience. It, there was a total of 3,500, a little over 3,500 people that took this online survey. The ages were from 13 to 73. And they gave them some questions to find out how resilient a person was. And then they asked them, after taking the test, they asked them a question. How many of you think that you are resilient? 83% of Americans in that poll believed that they were resilient. The results showed that only 57% 
So there, there seems to be a disconnect between our mind thinking that we are resilient and what we do. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we fool ourselves into that, into that thinking of, yeah, I, I, I do this. I, I can do this, but do I do what I think I can do? Mm-hmm. And that's why the poll is skewed, just because of people's belief. Yeah, I'm going to answer this question, and yeah. But then when it comes down to it, I don't do it. Right. I think we overestimate ourselves. <laughs> and, and at least in our brains. Right. You know? Right. And, and the, the, the rest of you have to catch up to what you think. Right. Right. And how, how, to, how did resilience played what was the role of resilience in your move from san antonio uh, where, where your family is now given the fact that last year 2020 there was this pandemic and, and goodness you know we're in two different states you have no blood relatives over there and at a time when everybody's pretty much isolated did resilience play a role how did it help you what, what did you become of it what, what's tell me a bit about it you know, you, you can become, again, back to surrounding, you, you know, it's funny, the last time I saw you was July when we all went to lunch. And two days later, I, I, I fly back to Phoenix and, and I felt a little sick in the airport. And the next day I'm sick. And then I find out I have COVID. And I was like, man, I got that in, in Texas. You know, I, got, I got sick in Texas and I flew back to Phoenix. So, you know, it was a dark two weeks because you go through quarantine and you go through, and I think quarantine is what, what hurts people the most. But you have to say, yeah, I'm sick, but I'm not sick. Right. I'm going through stuff, but I'm not in stuff. And, and that's basically what resilience is, is you know, yeah. If I, if I say, hey, man, how's it going? Jose? I'm, I'm good, man. You know, I'm just, Going through some stuff. And, and going through it is, is, is good. You know, going through it, you know, build some character, build some things. Staying in it is not good. Right. I could have been really, and, and for a while there, you know, I just, I left my house, didn't say anything to anybody. I got in my car and I'm sick. And, and I got in my car and I drove. Uh, we have a loop kind of the, the way, you know, we do back in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a hundred miles. And I drove a hundred miles just to get out of the house. Because it was about six, seven days that I hadn't seen and or heard from anybody in person. Wow! And I said, I need to see the sun. I need to, and and I got, you know, and I was still sick, and I got up and I, and I left, and you know, and the pandemic, and that's what you know. You guys are back back in Texas, you know. He's giving you the liberties to, to wear a mask or not. He didn't say don't wear a mask. Right. You know, there, there's, and that's the freedoms of, that you have. You know, and. Here I was by myself, not knowing, and, you know, I have a good friend here and someone came by, knocked on the door, dropped off groceries at my door, you know, always calling me. And that's what gives you the, the hope and the energy to keep going and not just, all right, I'm done. I, I quit. Because it's easy to quit. Quitting is easy. It is. You know, not being resilient, being that bag of rice and staying on the ground, it's easy. It is. But we don't, we, we, we can't see ourselves in that light we can't well well we can we shouldn't mm-hmm. see ourselves in that light you know you you 
and, and, and you're a pastor, you, you know, I, I, I was at your church for a long time, you know, you know, we talk about, you know, and then you can tell me where, where the scripture's at, but, you know, we're more than conquerors. We're more than overcomers. We're, we're mm-hmm. better than, than we are. You know, yes. Don't, don't don't be a victim of your circumstances. You know, be be resilient. Be the end, the light at the end of the tunnel. Do more, and that alone gets you through the the, the tunnel. It might be dark, but you see that light. You know what? I'm just going to keep going that way. I don't know where I'm going, but where that is is better than where I'm at now. Right. And that is what the pandemic kind of does it, it, it makes you realize you know what's going on and how do i get out of here for me mm-hmm. and and you know like me it's only me but for you for instance you know for, for your wife for your kids for for, my, for your church you know, how do i get for people that depend on me? right you know right, right. And, and and but you have to do it first singular it's for me mm-hmm. and that's that's part of that attitude that's part of being resilient you can have a crappy attitude, you can have a bad attitude, but what does that get you? It doesn't get you anywhere. Right. It doesn't, and, and that's where, where, where you, you have to separate yourself from, I can do this and I will do this. And I think re- resilience has to do, it's an individual thing before it can be a, a community thing. Correct. You know, if, I can't be resilient even in the midst of a resilient community if I haven't done anything myself, if, if I don't overcome. You know, it, I'm not, I won't be able to do it because if it's not in me, you know, one of the things that I teach people all, all, often is whatever is in you, you know, from my perspective, God can draw it out of you. So you got to put more in you because the more that is in you, the more that can be used. But if you don't have yeah, res- yeah, yeah. if you don't have resilience in you, then how can all of a sudden you know you muster up resilience? It's just not in us. The, yeah. it, go ahead. Go ahead. And, and it's a learned. It's, it's almost a learned behavior, and it, it almost becomes muscle memory. The, the, the more you work out, the stronger you get. The the, the more you bounce back, the the you get a pep in your step. You know you. you you start to understand, like, you know what? That wasn't that bad. I'm okay. You know, after two weeks, I, I'm okay. And I'm good. And I feel good. And you get another test. And, you know, you, you say, you know what? I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. I, I no longer have this virus. And, and I'm good. Or I no longer have this problem. Mm-hmm. You know, not just the virus. But I no longer have this problem. I'm good. I'm going to see better days than what I just went through. And I'm not stuck in. Right. You know, the, and, and I think it's attitude feeds resilience, resilience feeds attitude. You know, it's kind of like a, a back and forth thing that happens with us. I, I know that when uh, our governor, Governor Abbott here in Texas announced last week that, uh, that today, as a matter of fact, as we're recording this, today's the day where we don't have to, where the mask mandate has been lifted. Now he, as you stated, he did not say Nobody wear mask anymore. Correct. He just gave us, in essence, the freedom of choice back. Correct. 
the attitude of so many when he announced it last week, last Tuesday, people were really upset and were calling him names and, you know, and calling anybody who would not wear a mask names. I think that has to do with attitude more than the lifting the, the mandate, you know, it, because a negative attitude wants us all to, to suffer if one is suffering. Misery loves company. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if I'm upset, if, if I don't agree, and here's the, here's the thing, if I don't agree with your point of view, your point of view is wrong. Wow. That, that's, that's pretty much where, what's happening. And that's what's going on in, you know, for the last several years in the United States. And this has made it even more divisive. It's made it more of a, of a battle. And, and when you get politicians like your your governor back there to say hey you know what it, it, it's your choice okay you, you've given me choice mm -hmm. you know we we, we we can get we can talk about choice a lot you know the whole argument of pro-choice mm -hmm. you want choices but you don't want do you want do you want to take the choice it's your choice right and and we don't understand that in, in, in this particular incident instance is, you know, he didn't say, don't have to wear it. He didn't say, I have to wear it. He just said, if you want to wear it, wear it. But I'm also giving it up to each and every person, but I'm also giving it up to each and every uh, business. Right. You know, I, I have a lot of friends, you know, friends that I talk to, but also Facebook friends in San Antonio. So, you know, they'll post something about HUB. You know, what are you going to do, HUB? Or HUB says, you know what, when you come into our store, you got to wear it. All right, if I want to go shop at ATG, I will wear my mask. Right. And if I don't want to follow that rule, I just won't go shop at ATG. Yeah. It's yeah. still my choice. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you have the negative attitude, again, that negative attitude is what's going to, to almost drive a wedge further into what's going on. You know? Yes. And I want you to join me. I want you to, to see my point of view because I am miserable. Mm -hmm. So I need the company. Right. I, I'm struggling with this. Can't you see what I'm, I'm going through? Mm -hmm. and, and we we have this attitude. And then, what? You're going to wear your mask? You know, you're, you're not going to wear your mask? You're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It's my, my opinion that you're wrong, but it's also my right, quote unquote, to tell you you're wrong. Right. And and, and that, that even even negativity, in a way, is is kind of proving it your your way. You, you want people to to say, you know what? Yeah, you changed my mind. You're right, and I'm wrong. Yeah. And that's the. But we have those, those that that opportunity to to be okay with changing our mind. We have that opportunity to to understand that. Yeah, and you know, I I, I think about it often. Now, on how many of us at one point or another have disagreed with a, a type of dictatorship that tells you, 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 you can do this, but you cannot do that. You know, going sure. back, going back to China, say China, for example, that says you can only have one child. And so many of us here in the free world, and by free world, I mean the U.S., 
are saying, man, that is so wrong. How can people live in such a, an environment? Or when yeah. China further says, you can watch this type of show, but not this type of show. Or you right. can search this type of item, but you cannot search this type of item on the Internet. And most of us here in the free world in the U.S. are saying, man, that's completely wrong. But we don't bat an eye when we're told you have to wear a mask. Correct. You know? and and it's a skewed point of view. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then if we don't wear one, we're called irresponsible. Yeah. And, and, and you know, or other words. But <laughs> yeah. you have to understand that you have to understand that it, it, in Texas, and even here in you know, Arizona, you know, your governor said, you know, do do this. This is what I'm saying. Here, you know, they've opened some restaurants up, you know, they've done some things. But again, you know, they're starting to leave it up to people. You know, it's been too long. It's been a year. You know, it, 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 you know, if I'm required to wear a mask, I wear a mask. If I'm not, I don't. And then, you know, I've, I haven't seen some friends in a while because they, they don't want to see people. And I've seen friends a lot because they're cool with it. Right. So but it's the, and people don't understand to each other. And that's the hard part is like, you know, shouldn't it be if, if this is what, now I'm not trying to infringe my rights on you. I'm just saying that this is what I think. Right. And I'm cool with it. Mm -hmm. I got, I'm good if but you I want know. to wear a mask. You know, you want. And, and you, you're good if they don't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you want yeah. to wear, if you want to wear a mask, if you want to wear a 10 mask, you know, you, I can do it, you know, and look yeah. good doing it. But, but don't get upset with somebody that doesn't wear a mask because they're practicing the same type of freedom that you are. Yeah. You know, making a choice of doing that. I was reading a book, The Success Through a Positive Mental Attitude by Napoleon Hill. You know, if you haven't read it, man, that's a really good book to, to pick up and read. He's a good writer. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, in it, he, he has a couple of abbreviations, PMA and NMA, of course, meaning positive mental attitude and negative mental attitude. And he speaks from the perspective of that our, our mental attitude is kind of like a magnet. It attracts whatever we are thinking. So if we're negative, yeah. we attract negativity. If we're positive, we attract positivity. And there's no one to blame for that but ourselves. He shares, a, he shares a story of this guy, MIT graduate. I mean, the guy was a genius. Way, way back in the early 1900s when, you know, everybody was searching for O and everything. He developed this machine that could tell him where, if, there was, if there was oil on the ground so that, you know, they didn't have to waste a lot of time. So he developed this machine. But then the company, you know, at the, when the economy and the stock market and everything went down and we went to this depression, he lost his job. So he was pretty upset and he was going back home. So he's in Oklahoma City. The guy's in Oklahoma City. He has his machine there and he's waiting for a train to take him back home because he lost his job. So while waiting for the train, he decides, you know what, I'm going to put the machine together and let's just see what it does. Well, the machine kept reading to him that there was like a, a river of oil under. 
And yeah. and it was obviously a desert where he was. But the machine kept reading, there is oil here. And he was yeah. in, in such a negative state that he got really upset, kicked the machine and broke it. And then the, the train came on and didn't even want the machine with him anymore. So he just left it there and went back home. Come to find out later that the machine wasn't wrong. There was yeah. a, literally a river of oil flowing under him. And he missed out on billions upon billions of dollars because he had the wrong attitude. He had a negative attitude. Yeah. He couldn't even see his creation working because he had a negative attitude. You know, attitude, attitude it, it goes a long way. You know, I when I moved here almost 10 years ago, I got a job out here. So I said, you know what? I don't have any. I don't, I don't have a family. I'm single. You know, I'm going to move. And I, and I moved. And I had that job for uh, right under eight years, right? Like, I'm, I'm one shy, seven years, 11 months. Mm-hmm. And and I was tired of working there, and I was tired of of of, of the environment. I was tired of, of my coworkers as, as coworkers, not as people. So I had developed, you know, there were some changes in the organization. So I developed a bad attitude, mm-hmm. and I and I was vocal about my attitude, and I I was a jerk, you know, and I was a I was a not a good jerk. I was a you know. And eventually it came and bit me in the butt and I, and I got let go, you know, there was, it was you know, it's like, Hey, you know what? It's, there's no longer a fit. Mm-hmm. And I'm still friends, really, really good friends with, with the, the lady, the girl who, who was technically my, my immediate supervisor's boss. So she was all the department boss. And, and she goes, you know, she was telling you know, we were kind of conversation together there with her friends. And, and I, I said, I was, I was not, happy i was not a pleasant person i had a crappy attitude Mm. i said but i learned from that i learned that i cannot treat people a certain way i cannot voice my opinion in a certain way because that negativity kind of talked about attraction Mm -hmm. you 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 either get people on board with your negativity and now you have a you know a party of negative or you, the positive, if there's more of it, mm-hmm. kind of shuns you away and you become further and further from the positive group, what do you think? Right. And, and it was time for me to leave. And, and, I, and, and, and I'm better off for it now, you know, almost two years later. But because of my own negative attitude, I struggled, man. I struggled with, like, you know, you, you go through the self-talk of, Continued negativity, right? And you know, I was an employee. You know, I was employed for like nine months. Mm-hmm. You know, I have I have a I have two good jobs. You know, I have two good jobs. I have a part time job that's a great part time job. You know, working for the Phoenix Sun, but that's all I had for a while. I struggled, man. And and, and some of you guys helped me out. And, and but again, my that was my do. I developed a negative attitude because of my some some environmental things, some situations something and I had lost that job but it was my fault it wasn't nobody else's fault it was mine and that negative attitude kind of breeded further negativity right instead of saying hey you know what snap out of it Mm -hmm. and now I've I've 180 that whole 
situation into something that, that's amazing for me and, and, and has been really good to me. You know, you, you mentioned in your in, in, in your intro of me, you know, being a college coach, you know, college basketball coach, and, and you know, that was 2003. I moved to Missouri, mm-hmm. short lived. You know, I, I can say, yeah, I was a college coach and small Bible college athletic director, but that didn't last long. Mm-hmm. And, and and even that killed me. And and you know, because of circumstances, and we allow circumstances to to drive us one way or the other. Right. And, and that a negative circumstance can push you, propel you to the positive, or it can just leave you in this negative state and say, you know what, I I, I I'm I'm lost, I'm screwed. And that's it. I'm done. Yeah. You become. I kind of felt that way. Yeah. I think you can become a a victim. Oh, definitely. Through a negative attitude. I think you become a victim. Thomas Edison once said that our our greatest weakness isn't giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to try just one more time. You never know that next time may be the one. Where you hit a home run, right? But I think yeah, too, you don't know. But I think too many of us give up too easily, too quickly, too early, too soon, and too often. You know, and, and that's so true. That's so true to to have that because again, giving up is the easy way out. It's easy. I'm already. I'm already. You know, quote unquote loser. So why even try more? I'm just right. gonna stay here. I'm good. Right. And you know, I'm, I, I give up. You know, you, you, you and, and you, you, you know, you talk about resiliency being being innate from from birth, kind of. Mm-hmm. But it's also it's also you know. You, we can also develop it. <laughs> yeah, underdevelop it, but we can but we can underdevelop it. In True. Saying that when 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 you're a kid, because I, I I do a lot of parenting education and coaching and, and I run a couple of support groups. When your kids see you give up, they they, they learn from that. Mm-hmm. When your kids see you not try, they learn from that. Mm-hmm. When you say, you know what, I can't, that, I'm sorry, they learn from that. Yes. So nowadays, kids, you know, you give them a math problem and they get frustrated and they can't the very first time and say, I give up, I can't. Right. And, and, and that's you know, but it's also based on circumstance. Right. You know, and, and a lot of times they don't do because they don't know how to do it. We think they know how to do it, mm-hmm. but they don't know how to do it. We expect them to do it, but they've never learned how to do it. Right. So that's the hard part in, in understanding, you know, that that same attitude that you have, they develop. Right. Yeah, it, attitude is, a, I think, a, a learned behavior as much as resilience is a learned behavior, as much as quitting is a learned behavior. You know, oh, it, yeah, yeah. we do it once, it becomes easier to do it twice, and so on and so forth. The, you know, the, but it, it also helps in your health, your overall health, you know, your attitude. Oh, man. Whether you have I'm a. Yeah, whether we have a positive mental attitude or negative mental attitude, whether we have resilience or we don't have resilience, whether we have a good attitude, a positive attitude or negative attitude, it'll help us with our health. Uh, you know, 
I, I know you got a story on that. So, and not only yourself physically. I mean, by physically, I mean your appearance, mm -hmm. but but also your 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 mental health, your, mm -hmm. your your stress level. You know, when you have a positive attitude, you 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 naturally you know your your your, your endorphins kick in and, and and things help you out. Your immune system is, is stronger on the health side. On the other side, when you have a positive attitude and you are resilient, you know, you, you know, I've lost, man, one of the reasons that, you know, that I love it here, one is because, and I lost over 200 pounds, Jose. Wow. Probably more, you know, probably about 230, 240, somewhere around there in that area. But, you know, one is diet. Mm-hmm. Because you have a different, again, mind shift. You see some things differently. But but also it's that attitude. You know, I, I wake up every morning, uh, sometimes six times a week, and, and, I, and I work out. And I wake up at 4.30 at the gym by 5.30. I take a boxing class. Sometimes I take two boxing classes. I'm shredding fat like crazy. In the last seven, eight weeks now, I've lost over 20% body, 20 pounds of fat, about wow. seven, six, seven percent of fat. You know, I've gained nine pounds of muscle, you know, but we always can concentrate on the number on the scale, which, right. which can bring you down. And, and, you know, so you start to look at, why do I do this? And you have to have a why. In, in all things, you have to have, why do I do this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, we all want, want, quote unquote, to look good. You know, we all want to look like. You know the rock, as as guys run look at the rock or whatever, but that's not that's not your your body coming in. That's not what you're gonna do. And he also has millions of dollars. He gets paid to work out essentially. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and we don't. You know, yeah. but understanding that when when I when I do this, you know, waking up at four thirty in the morning sucks sometimes. Mm -hmm. But at uh, technically when I go to the gym at five thirty, so six thirty. Yeah, I'm tired. But you don't want to feel good. It, it, it gets me throughout the day. You know, I'm going to get something to eat. And I want to not eat the, all the stuff. Technically now, I don't eat the stuff that I ate back home. You know, so you start to understand this is good for me, even though it sucks. And when that alarm rings, and it's funny because before I started working out really hard, mm -hmm. that alarm rings and you're like, all right, I'm going to snooze. And I'm going to snooze again. And before you know it, you're... 30 minutes late because you snoozed it three times and you're like, oh man. <laughs> but now it's like, it's again, just that mind shift where you just, it clicks and you go, boom, you know what? I'm done. Right. And, and, I, and I, but it has to happen. You have to make that happen. It's not somebody wanting to make it happen for you. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing is that we want people to, to we want quick fixes. We want things to do. To, yeah, there's they're, they're supplements and there's things, but Understanding that you have to put in the work. Nobody can can do it for you. You have to, you have to have the mindset. You have to have the resilience. You have to have the attitude that makes you better. And and I, and I remember years ago we taught you know you probably preaching on something and and we, we you know the 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 one bitter or better which one are you gonna be kind of thing right. you know mm -hmm. and and you can you can. You'll become bitter if it's I. You know, we see, you know, these, these, these Jesus things, he is greater than I, you know, and, and those kind of things. And when you focus on self, that, that, you know, 
But also that self has to turn that around and again back to who can I connect to, who can feed me positivity, who doesn't draw from me but gives me. All those kinds of things happen and, you know, weight loss, it, it really starts in your head. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to win the battle within your, your between your two years to, to, to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to work out. I'm going to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. But even after I go to the gym, I'm not going to eat crappy. Right. Right. That, you know, that, that's, a, that's a whole other story. But understanding that, you know, a friend of mine, well, my coworker just went to, to Houston and then they went to San Antonio. And she goes, OMG, I want to move to San Antonio because the food is so good. Yeah, the food is amazing. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I just talked to her this morning. She got back last night and, and I saw her at the office this morning. And I go, yeah, the food in San Antonio is amazing. It's great food. But is it good for you? You have to really start to pick and choose. You know, I'm going to eat this today. Or you know what, I'm going to eat tortillas, but I'm not going to eat arroz and frijoles. I'm, whatever it is. Right. But understanding that these little changes make, make, make you better. Mm-hmm. And and not that I am better, I am better for me, but not that I'm better than you. And that's again that again that attitude of right. of you know how you how you how you see yourself and how you see others. Yeah. I, you know? I think resilience is about making yourself better. Attitude levels you and humbles you and lets you oh, know yeah. that humility. yeah that it, it that it's about humility. And but resilience, I think we all need it to make ourselves better. There's plenty of studies that have shown the connection between resilience and your physical, mental, emotional, social, and even spiritual spiritual well being. You know, and it, it's it's all connected with our resilience, with our willingness to keep going. And I think one of the greatest things that we can do as uh, resilience, or in the resilience realm, is to forgive ourselves for our faults and our mistakes and choose to move on. Yeah. And that's a big one is that, you know, you have to forgive yourself for, for the, for the screw up. Mm-hmm. You have to, man. You know, you know I talked about losing weight just right now. You know, when you, when you go through this and you screw up, say right now I go and, you know, we, we hang up the phone. I haven't eaten uh, since breakfast. But understand that, you know, and it's five o'clock already over here. But understand if I, if I go and eat a whole pizza, and then that snowballs into, ah, you know what, I'm not gonna, you know, I just had a whole pizza, so I'm not gonna go to the gym tomorrow. And then tomorrow, you know, I'm gonna eat some fried chicken. Yeah. So I'm not gonna go to the gym on, on Friday. And then I, and then it snowballs into this, man, I haven't been to the gym in two weeks and I've eaten this bad food. But you have to forgive yourself, you know, you know what, it's okay. I had some pizza, but you know what, tomorrow I'm gonna put in, you know, an extra workout or I'm going to, you know, work double hard or, you know what, I, I, I had this pizza, but for the next two, three days, I'm going to eat clean. You know, but people don't forgive themselves. Right. People don't. Right. You know, and, and, and you have to, you have to allow yourself because then when you do, you know, having some ice cream is better than having the whole gallon of ice cream. Right. You know, I, 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 in my, in my job with the sons, I, I'm, I'm privileged to work around, you know, NBA athletes, but you know, being security, I've also met some people. And one of the guys I met is Chris Powell, who does that makeover on ABC. He did that makeover on ABC mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where he moves into your house for three three months. And you know, I got to a game one day, and and I had super cool seats, and and you know, all the drinks and 
alcohol, non-alcoholic, food, buffet, whatever I wanted, you know, for, for the super rich people. And and I'm, I'm getting some brownies at halftime, getting some brownies and some ice cream. And, and I took this girl that I know. And and I see, and I look up, next to me, it's this guy, Chris Powell, you know, super famous, you know, motivational speaker, right. you know, you know, fitness guru. Mm-hmm. And I go, man, you eat this stuff too? And he goes, you know what? You have to allow yourself. You have to allow yourself, but understand that when you do do this, it's not like you're going to do it all the time. Right. And, and you know, I, I follow The Rock on, on Instagram, you know. He has his one cheat meal, and it's like more stuff than I've ever eaten in my life, but you <laughs> know that he's going to work all that off, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. The two cheeseburgers, and you know, you know what he's going to So you have to allow yourself these things, because when you don't, you, you again, it snowballs into bad, but again, the ability, what you said, to forgive yourself is huge. Right. You have to forgive yourself. Yeah. It's okay if you screw up. Yeah, and don't you demand blood for it. You know, I, I think. And, and exactly. <laughs> you know, I think that in order for us to forgive ourselves, sometimes we want blood. <laughs> you know, yeah. and no, just just say, okay, you know, I messed up. Let's move on. Resilience has so much. You know, and we can wrap it up in an hour, wrap it all in an hour. But Mario, I want to thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you so much for your input. Let the audience know where you're at. And I, uh, this is Mario Soto. I am I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. Longtime friend of now Dr. Jose Rodriguez. I was his first friend when he moved to the United States. And, and it's a pleasure to be here with you guys. I, I enjoy this type of stuff. And hopefully this isn't the, the last time I'm on. And, you know, we can continue this on, like all our conversations, we continue this on forever. But I appreciate you guys and, and continue to support Jose, his ministry, his family, his church, and, and this podcast. You know, I, I appreciate everybody. Thank you, my friend, and appreciate your spending a, a little bit of time here with me. Enjoy the rest of your day. Be safe. Continue your resilience journey and uh, enjoy it. Until then. It's my pleasure, sir. Have a good one. You too, sir. Thank you much. Yes, sir. Well, thank you again, everyone, for joining us as we talk to my buddy there, Mario. We have been friends for a very long time, and I just wanted to uh, bring him on and have him as my first guest. And uh, wow, what an incredible time we had with him. For now, remember, you can email me at theattitudezone at drjgrod.com. You can also email at info at drjgrod.com. If you're interested in the resilient class that I'm going to have here in about two weeks, please uh, send me an email. Add me on social media, drjgrod210. That's on Instagram. On there, you'll see my link tree. You'll see all my social media there. Please add me because I'm about to go. I'm doing a live session, a free session uh, for everyone and introducing my courses as well. So again, I am humbled that you have spent this time listening to the podcast. I want to thank my good friend Mario for joining us today. You know, we were born with resilience. We learned to quit, but we can overcome quitting. Stay resilient, keep the right attitude, and watch things work out for you. We'll talk again soon. 
Have a great rest of your week. Bye-bye.